This is Earth Files, the award-winning news site with the latest updates in science, environment, and real X-Files. Podcasting in-depth reports beyond the 6 o'clock news by Emmy Award-winning journalist Linda Moulton Howe. Happy summer solstice and good news. We've broken through 243,000 subscribers for the Earth Files YouTube channel today. And a warm hello to everyone here in North America and around the world. Earth's northern hemisphere is now tilted toward the sun. And today, June 21st, is the longest day of sunlight in 2023. And here is the 5,000-year-old Stonehenge built by a mysterious intelligence to track our sun, constructed from 25-ton sarsen stone columns. Stonehenge is in southern England on the Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire County, two miles west of Amesbury and 88 miles southwest of London. Through thousands of summer solstices, The sun's first rays of morning light shine past the same ancient heel stone through the huge stone circle, marking the sun's cycle from cold, dark winters to warm, bright days and growing crops. And from the sun at the center of our solar system out to an ice water moon of Saturn, recently scientists at the Southwest Research Institute in San Antonio, Texas, announced last week they have, quote, discovered new evidence from NASA's Cassini mission that the subsurface ocean of Saturn's moon Enceladus contains a key building block for life. It is phosphorus. In the form of phosphates in the moon's large icy covered global ocean, Southwest Research Institute reports, quote, now we have found abundant phosphorus in plume ice samples spraying out of the Enceladus subsurface ocean. The phosphate concentrations are at least a hundred times higher in the Enceladus plume forming ocean waters than in Earth's oceans, close quote. Phosphorus in the form of phosphates is vital for all life on Earth. It is essential for the creation of DNA, RNA, energy-carrying molecules, cell membranes, bones, and teeth in people and animals, and for plankton in the oceans. Life as we know it is not possible without phosphates." So is there marine life in the Enceladus watery moon? Or in Jupiter's moon Europa, scientists are confident that hidden beneath the icy surface of Europa is a big saltwater ocean thought to contain twice as much water as Earth's combined oceans. As scientific studies of our own solar system evolve with growing expectations that we'll find other life forms on Mars, in the oceans of Enceladus and Europa, and beyond to other solar systems such as TRAPPIST-1, 40 light years from Earth. 
and back on our planet, the political struggle over announcing the truth that we're not alone in this universe continues while citizen reports of UFOs in the skies seem to be increasing. I found this report in my email from Coast to Coast AM Insider Audio on June 16, 2023. Quote, fighter jets seen engaging with UFO in Michigan, close quote. This was first reported to the National UFO Reporting Center directed by Peter Davenport. I called Peter and he put me in touch with eyewitnesses, Chris and Corey Bilbrey, who live in Ubley, Michigan, about 10 miles southeast of Bad Axe in Michigan's Thumb that is surrounded by the waters of Lake Huron. Michigan, with its Great Lakes, is one of the more common historic hotspots for UFO sightings. Since Peter Davenport founded the National UFO Reporting Center in 1974, he has processed more than 150,000 reports from the United States. And one of the most famous, well-documented, and disturbing cases was the night of November 23, 1953, at Kinross Air Force Base near Sault Ste. Marie in Michigan. Military radar had picked up an unidentified object speeding across the sky at 500 miles an hour near the U.S. and Canadian border in Michigan. First Lieutenant Pilot Felix Moncla and his co-pilot got in their F-89C jet and chased the UFO until radar operators saw the UFO and jet blips merge, and then disappear. The pilots and jet were never found. More recently, over Michigan's Lake Huron, on Sunday, February 12, 2023, ABC News reported, quote, military shoots down another high-altitude object over Lake Huron. The object was octagonal in structure, meaning eight sides. It was unmanned and traveling at about 20,000 feet altitude. An official spokesman said, quote, it was difficult to exactly identify the eight-sided object, close quote. Then, this month of June, on Saturday the 3rd, came a dramatic UFO encounter near Lake Huron. Chris and Corey Bilbury live in the Ubley and Bad Axe region of Michigan known as the Thumb, which extends into Lake Huron. They were shocked by what seemed to explode over their heads at 10 o'clock Saturday morning, June 3rd. At the Black X in this Walmart and Meyer shopping center in Ubley, where they were doing some work on their camper. Chris placed a black X where the family was in the shopping center parking lot between the Meyer and Walmart stores. Chris had served in the U.S. Army at Fort Hood, Texas, north of Austin, from March 9, 2010 to March 13, 2013, so he had some familiarity with seeing military jets in the sky, such as F-16s and later F-35s. It was... June 3rd, my coworker Brian, my neighbor Sherry, my wife Corey, and I and my two kids, Caden and Benjamin, my landlord was making me move my camper from the backyard 
he wanted that camper out. So my coworker came to help me move. And my neighbor also helped. And my wife is a great wife, so she was there also helping. We drove the camper to the storage unit, packed it in, and as we were unhitching it, everything was normal. And then all of a sudden there was like thunder in the sky. It was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. It was planes going as fast as they could. They came out of nowhere. And I look up and they're circling. Like they were clearly looking for something. Like, what are they doing? Because they were going in opposite directions, circling upwards, like around the sun. Like they were looking for something that they couldn't see. And I only know that because shortly afterwards, this craft, this thing came out directly from the disk of the sun like it was in camouflage for the sun but it was white it didn't shine like stainless steel or something it was the color of the sun and with you trying to look at it having to look right at the sun that must have been difficult it was extremely difficult and we kept losing it and that's also what i think kept happening to the jets because they left three times like when the first engagement happened, we didn't really see anything disc-wise. Then we seen, like, one plane shoot flares, but they both took off. And then I'm like, whoa, the jets came back, because like, they come thundering back. And, like, the jets came back in attack mode. Then we seen the craft come out from the disc of the sun, because, like, the jets started dogfighting. I've never seen anything like it. If that was training, it was the most hardcore training I've ever seen anybody do. Whatever that was, though, because that disc, when they were coming in, the jets were coming in at full speed. And this thing hopped in front of the jets. Hopped? Hopped. Like, it moved almost instantaneously in front of the jets. And far enough in front of them to, like, make that, the first plane shot flares, like four flares, and it took off. And then the other jets came in at, like, the flank. This thing was standing perfectly still in the sky. But it had, like, this weird, I don't know, it had definition. It was a disc, but it had, like, a shape, like, the top and the bottom. Because as it spun, you could see it was spinning. When it made the first jet, my wife was yelling. My neighbor, everybody was like, what is that? Because, like, when it moved in front of the jets, it stopped. The first jet took off, shot flares, and this thing didn't even move. And then the other jet, like, shot flares, the jets took off again in an opposite direction that they went the last time. Why are you saying flares versus some kind of ammunition? Because it looked like rockets at first. It looked like anti-missile flares is what it looked like. Like, the jets got targeted and were popping missile flares. Like, don't hit me with a missile. I didn't see the thing shooting at the jets. Jets acting like they're under attack. The jets are acting like they're under attack from the large UFO. Yeah, the jets came in in attack mode and ended up leaving like their life depended on it. What was the color of the anti-missile flares you were seeing? Bright red. And how many of those did you see? I seen two the first time and then the second time it popped four flares. And what was the reaction of the UFO disc to those red flares? Nothing. It stayed still. It moved back into the sun after the jets left. And that's what it appeared to you, your wife, and your two friends. All four of you saw this round disc into your eyes. It looked like it went back into the sun. 
Yes. Like it was hiding in the sun, yes. But it might have been that the intelligence in the UFO was smart enough to realize how easily they could use a bright sun as camouflage with human jets. Right. And from my perception, standing on the ground, I saw that thing using the disk of the sun to hide from two U.S. fighter jets in a dogfight. And that blew my mind. And when the jets left, we all realized this thing was still there, that it wasn't making any noise. There was no sound after the jets took off. There was no sound at all from the UFO? No, because it circled like the halo of the sun. It did like a big circle, like over where the dogfight happened. And then it like zipped away in the direction of the lake. And how long do you think in total the dogfighting part of it, where you were seeing the craft hop instantaneously from one position to in front of the jets, the jets screaming in their effort to circle the object that kept disappearing, that part of the dogfight, how long do you think that lasted? Five minutes max. And where you were putting your camper into the storage, were there people living around there that under normal circumstances of anything as loud as two jets screaming in the sky, that people should have been running out of their houses and stores? It happened directly over Myers and a Walmart with people in the parking lot, gas stations and businesses. Were people yelling or pointing up into the sky? You could see people in town that have come to me now and said, like, I was there, I was in Myers, and I seen this. But they didn't call up the police, the newspaper, or anything. They didn't take action on what they... No, and you know what? I almost didn't either. But it was the most spectacular thing I've ever seen. And I kept thinking about it. I just was like, I think that I'll never see anything that crazy in the sky again, like in person. I think that was like a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. But it was so scary, I couldn't get it on camera. Camera just wasn't working. I actually was scared. My first thought was, holy crap, did, like, the Russians get something? Hmm. And I called my mom. Like, Mom, I think we're under attack. I didn't think aliens at first. But why do you think that hundreds of people were not coming out of the stores into the parking lot specifically to find out what is making this unbelievable sound right above stores? Well, it's like my other neighbor. I told him about it, and they tried to blow me off They fly over all the time. It's probably the same reason that the government released UFO videos and came out and said aliens are real, and nobody really seemed to give a crap. But they should. Because? Because what I saw was real. If it is extraterrestrial intelligence, you are an eyewitness to something that was so sophisticated that those two jets were basically overwhelmed. They were so overwhelmed. And to be honest, they could have been F-35s because that's what the people that were in the Myers parking lot that talked to me, they weren't F-16s. Those were F-35s. And an F-35 is the most recent new jet? Right. If that is what that was, the jets didn't stand a chance. What could it be? So I reported it. I think it is a very serious subject. I think we are not alone in this universe at all. I never have been. 
that there are very advanced intelligences, many different kinds that have been interacting with our planet for millions of years. So it is extremely important to understand what is the relationship today in 2023 between not only our government, but other human governments on this planet and extraterrestrial biological entities, as well as the artificial intelligence that the extraterrestrial biological entities have produced to interact with our planet. We need to be told the truth about all of it. And so I commend you for doing this report. And I'm wondering if your wife is there and she could come on and give her firsthand story just as you have. Absolutely. Ma'am, here she is. Hello. Yes. Could you spell your full name for me? Yes. My name is Corey, K-O-R-I, Bilbrey, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y. And you and Chris have been married how long? Seven years. And you have two children. Yes. Can you now give me what you remember We had just pulled into the storage unit, and I was sitting there with my neighbor, Sherry, and the two kids in the back while they unhooked the camper, and then all of a sudden, I just hear this really loud noise, the jet sound, the the sonic booms that you hear from jets. They were flying very fast, and then I seen one pop off a flare, and it looked like a rocket. I wasn't really sure what it was at first, so I hollered, Christopher because I was kind of concerned. I knew he was in the military. He had more experience with seeing stuff like that than I have, because I have never in my life seen airplane of any kind shoot any kind of live rounds in the sky. So when I had yelled Christopher and I looked over and he was already looking up, watching these jets fly around each other, and then I had seen that they were circling this. It was weird because... Like it reflected weird into the sun. Like it was almost like a light blob, but it wasn't. And that thing was fast. And no matter what these jets did, there was no catching up with it. And these jets just circled around it some more and shot off some more flares like they were fighting. And that's what really scared me. Do you think there's any possibility that what the jets were shooting off that was red were not flares, but were some kind of arsenal? It's very possible. I'm just calling them flares because your typical color that you get from a road flare, it was like kind of like that color. It burned out. It left a smoke trail. It could have been some type of arsenal. When your husband said that it appeared as if the UFO jumped from in front of the sun, right in front of the jets, did you see that? Yes. That was some crazy stuff. I don't even think that my brain fathomed it. I was, like, baffled, actually. Was there any change in the sounds when that occurred? Did something change at the jets or anything else? Did you hear any sound that was unusual? All you could hear was the jets. They were so loud. They were going so fast. They were high up, but they weren't that high. It was quite loud. And I did not hear whatever this was that kept going into the sun. It was silent. Did you look around for other people? I would think people would be screaming at each other. Look, look at this. You would think so. Like I was yelling at Christopher and then Sherry was yelling at Christopher. And 
in the heat of the moment, I honestly did not look around to see if anybody else was seeing it. I was eyes to the sky. My eyes were deadlocked on trying to follow these jets and whatever that was moving so fast that you were like spinning in circles almost. Why were you and your husband, Chris, unable to get any video? I looked over and seen that he was aiming his phone at the sky. So I was under the assumption that he was getting a video of it. And I left my phone in the car. When he had looked at his phone, it was just not working at all. Hmm. Like we went to go watch the video and like pause it. And it was just not working at all. Has Chris had interference on his phone before, like what you were seeing? No. It might have been something deliberately interfering with his cell phone. That's what we kind of were wondering, too. I also thought, like, did they jam all of the computers in the area? It was just the cell phones because the cell phones didn't work at all. And it might answer a question that has been nagging at me. This was an area where there were at least a few hundred people in and out of stores and parking lots. Yeah. And you would have thought that by now, as we speak on Saturday, June 17th, and that this occurred on June 3rd, 2023. It's strange to me if it was a five-minute to 10-minute event. That gives everybody plenty of time in the presence of loud jets screaming in circles in the sky to come out and record something. I completely agree. And why didn't that happen? Yeah, cameras on the building and everything. Nobody reported anything. And then when he reported it, everybody kind of around here was kind of like blaming drugs to be a factor or get your tinfoil hats or... or a weather balloon. They oh, yeah. Or, yeah, mylar balloon. Oh, then no. they came out and said it was a mylar balloon from Dollar General. And we live in a tiny town. Even our biggest town is tiny. And we don't have anything like that. We need better jets if they can't catch a mylar balloon. Right. You two and your two children may be the first humans outside of the military to have been witness to some kind of interaction between an extraterrestrial intelligence in an advanced craft versus our most recent advanced jets. That was why I reported it. I couldn't sleep. I really couldn't. And to be perfectly honest, those jets, they flew by at the same time for four days in a row right towards Bad X. Oh, you mean after this occurred on June 3rd? After the event on the 3rd, on the 4th at 10 in the morning, on the 5th at 10 in the morning, and on the 6th at 9.56 in the morning headed towards Bad X. And I didn't see an attack on the last three days, but the jets were looking like they were there searching. And they couldn't find what they were looking for, just like the first day when I very first seen them. The jets did not seem to know wherever this thing was. So you're saying the next morning after June 3rd at 10 a.m., on the 4th of June at 10 a.m., on the 5th of June at 10 a.m., on the 6th of June near 10 a.m., that the same two jets were coming back to the same exact place at the same time. Like in the clouds, it was smoky in Canada. Clouds were like weird and low. The jets were like low. And that's what was so noticeable is they were moving so fast, so low, and that they were doing these weird searching circles. 
and this is the three mornings after the first, yeah. but what was missing in those next three mornings is that you could not see any round UFO craft that they Correct. clearly were coming back to see if it would be there. Like it came back and they couldn't find it. I'm feeling it's something really important has happened here. Yes. And that none of us fully understand anything about the relationship now between our government, our military, and extraterrestrial intelligence. Yes. They'd shot down a UFO over Lake Huron. That's right. There may be something about that area underground, for example, that may explain, if we knew the whole truth, why the UFO would be there in the first place at all, but that the UFOs are moving point to point. They're not flying. They're moving point to point. That would be the jump. Yes. I feel that the Bilberries are telling the truth with their friends who were with them telling the truth. And that since I did the interview a few days ago, there have been a series of reports rushing forward to take kind of brush-offs from a variety of uh, power people about this in which there's just 100% denial. But the denials have the ring of cover-up to me that I have heard for the past 44 years. And I know that the truth is there really are animal mutilations and human abductions and interaction between our government and military with intelligences that are not homo sapien from this planet. And yes, I'm saying I know that. And it is interesting that the, the story that you have just heard by two people who were there with their two children and their friends. Uh, one other uh, person here in the web world, uh, David Hookstead at Outkick, uh, he wrote a story basically inquiring, could it have been a UFO dogfight and, and reporting all the authorities saying no. And I just uh, wanted to uh, quote an excerpt the title, Police Don't Know Anything About the Alleged UFO Fighter Jet Dog Fight. However, authorities in the region, which is in the Ubley and Bad Axe, Michigan, thumb that is surrounded by Lake Huron water, authorities in the region are raising more questions than answers. Unlike the situation recently in Las Vegas, where the police admitted to seeing something fall out of the sky, that turquoise thing and the video has been everywhere. Local authorities in the Michigan region, to this uh, reporter, have no idea what the hell happened or if anything did at all, quote, close quote. And then one of the people that he talked to said if F-16s were scrambled, and as you heard uh, from, from Chris in my interview, there were people in town that he actually met and talked to, and they said those weren't F-16s, those were F-35s. Uh, nothing proved because nobody has at this point brought forth any 
uh, recording. And as, uh, as Chris and Corey pointed out, uh, his cell phone didn't work. Other people's cell phones didn't work. It's possible that there was some sort of an electromagnetic freeze so that people could not take recordings of whatever was encountering. Now, this uh, particular David Hoxted, he wrote, quote, I reached out to the 180th fighter wing to see what was going on. And I got a different version of events of what happened. And we're talking about June 3rd. A representative from the 180th fighter wing told me there were absolutely, absolutely jets in the Bad Axe area on June 3rd. But they were definitely not, quote, scrambled to engage any UFO, close quote. Instead, the jets were doing dogfighting exercises, which is what the representative believes the witnesses said. And she told me point blank, there was no UFO, no jets. Jets did not engage in anything from a different world, but planes were there in the training area. Again, the denials have the ring of cover-up for me that I have heard for the past 44 years whenever something happens that might reveal information out of the control of the government or others. I do not know for sure, and neither do Chris and Corey and their two friends. But I think uh, that you probably and I'm going to raise this as a question to you all through Ian, uh, to do a, what is it, like a poll, Ian, how, uh, to give me feedback on how uh, truthful and credible Chris and Corey are in describing, and they uh, sent all of these drawings of what they saw, and I believe that they are trying to describe exactly a phenomena that they didn't understand. And I'm curious from all of your point of view in this world now in which trying to separate truth from facts, from political lies, from manipulation for political ends, that getting any kind of fact and truth, you often are having to come through what I call innocent sources. They have nothing to gain. They are only describing what they have seen and experienced. And so on that note, Ian, I would like to throw it to you to interface with our chat tonight on the reaction to Chris and Corey Bilbrey being eyewitnesses with their two friends and their two sons. Thank you, Linda, and happy solstice to you as yeah. well from all of our audience around the world. Yes, thank you. Okay, well, we've got Chris is actually in the live chat this evening, and we thank Chris for coming forward and spend and giving us this information and sharing it with us directly. Thank you very much, Chris. Yes, thank you. Thank you for you and Corey okay. for coming forth and we, telling the truth. Sorry, Linda, I've got some. Jay Mill has also witnessed this same F-16s headed east on the same day and says, pretty sure they dispatched west of Kalamazoo as we heard and saw the F-16s headed east on the same day. So that was F-16s. The question would be, does anybody know about F-35s? 
And if the uh, people that talk with Chris, if they were introducing, no, they're not F-16s, they were F-35s, making those powerful vertical movements up and spiraling, um, what would be, do you think, what would be the motive? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're just mudging the waters on the type of jets, but the F-35 is uh, supposed to be obviously the, the much much more advanced. Right. Although there are uh, there have been more than four thousand F-16s built uh, since they were first uh, first designed and built in um, forty nine years ago. And it would be likely if they were doing training exercises that it might be more uh, probable that they would maybe be on a secret exercise with F-35s. That's the yes, implication. Yes, it could be whichever ones were scrambled. But again, when we're not sure. We don't have the exact details. Uh, some people are saying um, F-16s, but now we're hearing that it may have been F-35s as well. Yes, and the, uh, the what I would be curious about is the way you say to do polls, how many people here at Earthfile's YouTube channel uh, are listening to Chris uh, and to Corey and sensing that they are listening to very honest stories by eyewitnesses who were baffled and shocked by what it was they were seeing. Well, yes, we'll ask Earthfar's supporter also in the chat to, uh, to give us a poll uh, along those lines that Linda is talking about. Right. Let's, um, let's see if we can uh, put together a poll for our audience to come forward with some interaction on that one. And it is so strange. The other part of it is why weren't people just running out of those stores? Well, this is the thing. Uh, as I always say to people, the ETs control the situation and to some degree as well. They also control the, um, the, the, uh, the operation of cameras and everything else. And we yeah. would perhaps expect them to use high technology if they want to remain uh, you know, to, to not be photographed. But I also suspect that sometimes the military is using uh, this similar technology to block right. these films from being taken. We right. know that, uh, that people have always reported. In fact, we've got Don Johnson in the chat tonight who had his own video stolen of a UFO. And I, I've come across this many, many times where people have had their UFO videos disappeared. Right. And uh, even when we were in contact, we met a guy who had taken a photograph uh, as for, uh, Ian, uh, yeah, you're, you're breaking up or something's happening. Okay. okay, sorry. Uh, I, I said yes. We we had a guy in in uh, at contact told us that the only way he'd saved his UFO pictures, he'd uploaded them to Google Drive before they disappeared off his camera. And Earthfar's yeah. support have now put up the poll: Do you believe this UFO engagement report is truthful? Yes or no. Yes. So let's people can see. vote on that. All right. And let's then go to some questions and comments. And when you have enough information to report, uh, let me know. Here we go. First of all, we've got uh, Caroline Boyce says, does Linda believe that these ETs are using a frequency that blocks some people from seeing them? I know this is not the first time she's heard about this. From my point of view, based on so many interviews, uh, you've heard me say this before, I think since 1979 to now 2023, June, I have interviewed at least 3,000 people. And in the arc of all of that to date, 
that there are certain subcategories that you begin to file. And one of what I, and I think Whitley Strieber would agree, I know that John Mack and I had discussions about this uh, before he, his untimely death in London. There is so much circumstantial and testimonial evidence that humans are aware that something has happened. Uh, they are either feeling like something has taken over their head often. Uh, the telepathy can be a completely different feeling. But the paralysis that is so common to abductions, look at it from the standpoint of, as John Mack would say, look at it from the standpoint of the non-humans. They know that we can be terrified, physically aggressive, and so their way of dealing with us for whatever is their big program is to make sure that they can push a button, hit a rod, a click, whatever it is that they do, and we will be paralyzed. And the paralysis is both terrifying to humans, but from the extraterrestrial point of view, which is what Dr. Mack and I were talking about, it is a, from, their, from the ET point of view, it is a kind way since we are going to be hysterical in their presence to just boil it down. And then there are people who go through so many interactions with other intelligences telepathically, face-to-face, face-to-face with telepathy, face-to-face with movies going through this part of their mind's eye that can have symbols, math signs, language signs, uh, movies that seem to be adding up to communication. And in its own way, even though that's what I would say, that's the communication I would like, that the download of ETs into the human brain can also be overwhelming among the many, many people that I have interviewed. So if you are a non-human with whatever it is that your grand investigation or harvesting or whatever is the goal, you're interacting with a species that you may know a great deal about because you were involved in the genetic manipulation of already evolving DNA in primates. So they would know us better than we would know ourselves, medically, physically, mentally, spiritually, everything. And that's, to me, this is where you get to the important part now. We're either going to go forward for the rest of this year and into the next with actual facts and truth, or it will continue to be disguised releases that are cultivating, that are guiding a certain direction of so-called uh, disclosing information through government agencies, military, intel, political people, and the, we, the, the human audience. I still don't feel like anything has the sense of liberation from policies of denial and lies. And for all of you, I think that just based on the thousands of letters that I have gotten, that you seem to understand that I truly do care about whether I am reporting truth or not. I'm not timid 
about going to people who have described an experience and not putting it on the air because another follow-up intervening counter that the government is so skilled in doing erupts exactly to close down anybody having a credible platform or speaking credibly about extraterrestrials and their technology, and especially if the de demonstration of their technology in the white, huge, amorphous thing, that it could move point to point, that it could do things that the jets could not keep up with, that's something that the Pentagon probably doesn't want reported, even if it's true. So from my point of view, from this is an excellent story tonight to show as one of the difficulties, one of the pit holes falls in this landscape that we're in now. The only thing I really care about is the truth. But up against those of us who really want the truth and the facts is a tsunami of political interests, moneyed interests, uh, government interests in a whole variety of facets having to do with what is covered up and has been covered up for 80 years going back to World War II and before. And the very fact that it does not feel like we are seeing or feeling any rush to actually open up real facts, real truths about the other intelligences interacting with us and with the planet. It is as if something is calculated. There is a playbook. The playbook is going to be unfolded for the rest of this year, maybe into next year. The playbook has, if this happens, exit here. If this happens, go this direction. There are JSOC uh, playbooks. Meanwhile, there are a whole bunch of us who don't have any political aspirations, who are not trying to understand, investigate, interview, and report because the truth matters, which is what I personally feel to my soul. The truth really matters. And that if the whole rest of this year into next year is going to be like a game, like a game you would go into and play Monopoly, and all of these plays, 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 to keep the New York Times here, keep the Washington Post there, keep uh, the, the variety of TV and radio, everybody in their place, while what is evolving. What truly could be behind efforts for the government to pretend like it is opening up the truth but is really not? What if there is an exercise to create a whole new direction going out into space, which I hope we really can do, and trying to totally reconstruct a political history for Earth. Those of us at, in our early 80s now 
we will be phasing out into other dimensions and the government will have free reign. So that's why I'm very interested in what you all, who has taken us through 243,000 subscribers today, thank you so much. I feel like that there are so many people like you in the world who do truly want to just know the truth, that they aren't scared of implications having to do with a biology, religion, a philosophy, whatever it is. So, Ian, I'm curious if at this point, do you have something that you could summarize about where the direction of the feedback is? feedback is uh, we've got the polling at the moment showing 478 votes from our viewers in the chat this evening and uh, do you believe this UFO engagement report is truthful? 86% believe it is a truthful UFO engagement. 86%? And Chris himself yeah. says he's glad that you all actually listened and uh, when you finally see something please come forward no matter how small I had no idea anyone would listen but thank you. Yes any other comments that you could read? Yeah, Matthias81 uh, uh, says, in the Cas Clark event in Wales, which was 2016, known as the Pentage incident, uh, aircraft were searching before the event, and so the governments have a technology that can track them and pinpoint exactly where they will be. Uh, now, I think that, I know actually you covered this, and it's in the Earthfiles archive on the earthfiles.com website. Yes, um and that goes back to approximately what year? Did we lose Ian? Okay, that was 2000, I'm here, 2016. And Cas Clark does appear regularly still and talk about this. And there is a website and more information still continues to come forward on that event, which, uh, which again involved RAF jets and right. uh, high tech planes and, Ian, and, uh, what, and expecting a UFO event. Yeah, Ian, what I would like all of our listeners to know everywhere around the world in all of your different languages that my news website that I started in 1999 to date, it has, uh, it's way more now than 2,600 reports, very in-depth in many subjects. And that you can go by year, you can go do a search at earthfiles.com. You can put in a year and you can see all of the reports or you can put in a subject if you want to know more about mutilations or abductions or a particular kind of craft or being. You can put it in the search and it'll bring up the reports that have been done. And that's why when you have a year and you go to 2016, you could come up directly with the report you're referencing. Right, and uh, that report goes in depth in that 2016 report, so anyone uh, in the Earthfast audience could uh, follow that and look at that as well and find out more about that incident, because that, that mirrors this event in some respects, and Matthias was thinking along the same lines as myself when I saw this. I've got some more questions here. Okay. Um, hello, Annie says, what does Linda think about the recent news about the Five Eyes and Canada's crash retrieval programs? And she also says, what other countries does Linda think will come forward with some sort of disclosure? Well, the Five Eyes have been allies 
really close allies since World War II for sure. And that is Australia and New Zealand and Canada, England and the United States. And those five have been on this planet for a very long time, supportive of each other, uh, closer than our difficult relationships with some other countries in Europe and other places. And that the five I, um, you might check this out for me, Ian, while I'm uh, speaking. When did five eyes start being used politically? I don't know if you do a search on five eyes. I've just always known those countries, those five uh, are allies and remain close allies. And the United States back in, I believe it was in the 1950s, uh, we did negotiations with Australia at the center of, in Pine Gap. And it's my understanding from, uh, we'll call it sources, that have had either work there or know about a bigger picture that the United States and the National Security Agency had a treaty or an agreement, but I think it was a treaty, that the central part at Pine Gap and Alice Springs, that area, it would become under the control of the United States and that that would show how close the working relationship between Australia and the United States have been since the year of Eisenhower or somewhere in the 50s. And it's also my understanding that the reason that that was done is that we wanted to be able to clear out any interference that would be coming from electric power of wires going into this ranch house, into this town, we wanted to be able to clear out all electromagnetic fields and interferences so that the, Australia and the United States, the five eyes would be sharing this information, would have a, cl a clear signal listening and sending having to do with the extraterrestrial situation. You won't find those words and anything that you could access publicly. But what I feel is important tonight is truth is generally not ever what is reported about the UFO phenomena, even when the government is going to Congress and saying, we want you to investigate with us. Uh, you, we want you uh, to be able to uh, share in uh, hearings, at least according to some of the people who are on those committees. And for those of us who have seen the disconnect between truth and lies, it always comes down into what was the real reason that X was done? What was the real reason that the United States treated purchased, agreed to take the Pine Gap area for the National Security Agency in Australia and clear out all of the farms in, in a particular area for clear, clean magnetic field monitoring. Well, I've discussed that question uh, with a variety of people, both political and some scientists, 
And from my point of view, the answer is that the whole UFO, extraterrestrial, meaning other intelligences that exist in this galaxy and beyond, have been of high, high importance to the United States and the Five Eyes since World War II, when, as it's been described to me, World War II was an extraterrestrial war fought through human bodies. And what was Adolf Hitler's obsession? Populating with a controlling faction, the world, with people who were blonde-haired, blue-eyed, and white-skinned from a solar system called Aldebaran. That's been written about. Well, what if that's true? What are the echoes from World War II with those kinds of conditions to 20, 23 June? I know that I've had discussions with really good people that, that you feel they really care, that they really want to understand this hall of mirrors with a quicksand floor, and that the complexity of it all is what overwhelms. And when there's something so complex that it overwhelms, from my point of view, having lived on this planet for 81 years, that usually means you are not in the presence of truth. If we went forward for the next 12 months, every human being told actual truths about everything, I wonder what the fate of the earth would be. In a strange way, as serious as this is on the beautiful, hopeful summer solstice that always brings the sense of renewal in all the flowers and the plants and the animals and the idea that this has been going on for uh, such a long time of the, the face of North America going toward the sun. This is our summertime, our growth. And that juxtaposed to all of that is still the issue that we have never yet, not officially, we have never yet been told that we're just one of many, 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 many intelligent biological creatures. I'm not even addressing AI. Biological creatures. And that we have talked about different ones on this planet that come up through the interactions of humans like Benji in Australia with the tall white, with another with Nordics and others, uh, Adam Burns in New York City, uh, Whitley Strieber with a variety of gray types more than anything else, but he also has had uh, what he thinks is an interaction with a Nordic. So they don't seem to be, if you're a person who is focused upon for some kind of communication, it doesn't mean that you're just one ET type is the only one that you're going to have interaction with, which also increases the complexity. 
But inside of everything I'm trying to do at Earth Files YouTube channel is to share with you truth. And I think that what Chris and Corey Bilberry, with their two friends and their two young sons, saw on June 3rd at 10 o'clock in the morning in the Bad Axe, Ubley area, the stores are. I think they were describing to the best of their ability what it was that they were seeing and experiencing, and they were scared of what seemed to be happening. So, in a strange way, it's totally expected that within four to five days of any such event that the government does not want anybody to take seriously, there will be stories like what I was reading from, that all law enforcement, uh, sheriffs, police, everybody, they didn't get any reports. Well, that was one of the questions to Chris and to Corey. Why weren't people running out of the stores? What in the world was interacting with that area? It, so my bottom line is the biggest puzzle out of that June 3rd event is how could a few hundred people in all of those stores between uh, the Bad Axe and Ubley, how could they not be running out or asking people or running out with their cell phones to take videos? That is the biggest puzzle. And for people who say, well, it's because there was nothing there. Uh, the sound of the jets was heard by other people. And even law enforcement has said, yes, they were training. Well, training exercises can be another one of those words or phrases that is used when the military, the Pentagon, want to cover up something. It was training exercises. So what has truly happened? in that area, again on Lake Huron, where we shot down an eight-sided UAP UFO in February. And now, is there perhaps bigger implications of something that would be perceived by the humans watching of a dogfight between some kind of a technology that literally moved point to point in the sky, according to Chris and Corey and their friends versus planes that are making a lot of noise and are flying on atmospheric molecules and completely different. And if there's anybody listening who would like to submit to me if they have firsthand information about what might behind, be behind what happened on Lake Huron, and an even further bigger question. The Great Lakes have been associated with strange phenomena for so long. And that when you go to the Defense Intelligence Agency analyst who talked talk to me for seven hours in December of 1999 about what he knew about the genetic manipulation of this planet by three competing civilizations, and that 
the concept of a planet in which there's life on the surface is just one aspect of planetary extraterrestrial civilizations. Because depending upon the planet's structure, you, and I've used that term, Earth, like a hotel, they can go into deep, deep caverns of any planet that is the right temperature and whatever for them. They can go inside of water. Uh, UFOs have been diving in and out of water for centuries. Not because they're living in glass houses on the sand at the bottom, no. They go down through the basins of the oceans and the seas and the lakes. Then they have a water insulation between the bottoms of watery, whether it's a big ocean or a lake, and the water itself becomes sort of like insulation from the surface life on top while they come and go. The same inside of mountains, like the Himalayas, mountains in uh, the South America. Beings can inhabit inside of mountains. Inside of mountains, beneath the oceans, bays, and seas, means that those extraterrestrials can cohabit on Earth without any interaction with the surface life of humans. And that, as far as I know, is a correct context in which to look at the last 278 million years on Earth. So there must be very complex, contradictory agendas. And that may be what happened on June 3rd, 2023, at 10 a.m., out in the parking lots between Walmart and Mayer and those other stores was an experiment by the intelligence and it involved jets and it's a mystery to this day. So for those of you who might have more information, please get in touch with me at earthfiles at earthfiles.com or write me at post office box 21843 Albuquerque, New Mexico 87 one five four that is a post office box for others that are more concerned you can communicate in proton mail and you can also communicate in fedex and uh, i hope that everybody senses and feels getting facts reporting hearing and understanding the real truth, not the games, is the goal of me and the Aerofiles YouTube channel. And Ian, I would like to take one more question. Yes, okay. Before we do, I just want to acknowledge all of the super chats tonight. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, starting with Moonbird, Rosanna Hi. Rigby from Australia, Stephen Mason, Terry D, Mike Basil. Manda Panda, again from Australia. Caroline Boyce, George Rukum, the second, Judy Graham, Sandra D, and anyone else I've missed. Sorry about that. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, before we go to questions, and I think actually the other question that we just wanted to have answered was um, was the one uh, referenced about, do you think that there are any other countries that are going to come forward oh, yeah. and, um, with disclosure? But before we do that, Linda, let me just give you a couple of uh, people who have just said that they have had their own experiences. Dolores Green says, in my experiences, cell phones, cameras, video recorders, etc., do not work properly when right. viewing such high strangeness. And Redbird also reports seeing a UFO saying it looked like a big balloon from a distance and then agitated liquid mercury went up close. And Emery Anden says, I had my encounter. My mind, along with my friend, was erased for a couple of days. It baffles me that no one from the housing development next to my house saw anything either. Right. Well, and this is very important that you brought that up, Ian, because there's two, I'm going to say two facts. It is both the government and the ETs who both seem to have motives to keep humans confused, puzzled, manipulated, and in the dark. Both. Are you there? Where did, he, where did Ian go? Ian! I don't know. Is this, maybe something is manipulating our electromagnetic field. When, what? Now we... Well, I don't want to uh, stop uh, while we don't know what happened to Ian. I which? Well... Um, I hate to wrap up when we don't know what happened to Ian, but maybe it's the best thing to do. We'll leave this on a mystery note. It could be that it's normal collapse for some reason, uh, but it sure seems odd that it started happening right now when we're talking about control. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, Linda. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Well, go ahead. Uh, and uh, give uh, whatever were those last comment questions that you wanted. Okay, well, I was just uh, going through some of the experiences where people had seen uh, things and wanted to share them with, with you. Uh, and, but the other, other one, the other question was um, basically the other countries, which do oh, you yes. think there is, an, what, or what does Linda think uh, are going to be the other countries who are going to, come forward with some sort of disclosure. Yeah, Ian, that goes back full circle to the five eyes. I think that, oh, the, yeah. yeah, the five eyes are definitely the closest interlinked and working together and have been since World War II on the ever evolving complexities and increasing size of extraterrestrial intelligence says, plural, with mixed um, motives and mixed agendas. So the five eyes would be the first, what I would consider, line that is politically close. And uh, the, the rest of the world, I would assume that we're always trying to keep our Secretary of State in some kind of a positive relationship with leaders no matter where they are. Look at what's happening now uh, between Blinken and Chen and China and, and how difficult uh, all that is. But beyond human politics is this planet is of deep interest 
to a lot of different types of non-humans. No matter what the government says, that is the truth. And it has been the truth for 278 million years. And we're at a jump off point where it feels to me something about the current situation that there is a political reason for us to get a bunch of people from Earth to Mars, to start expanding the Homo sapien population out in various areas, hopefully because it may relate to information that will affect us as a, a solar system and as a planet in this, the rest of this decade, but that if we keep going without war, it may end up being okay. And on that hopeful note, Ian, do you have any more last, uh, last minute words from people about tonight? Uh, well, first of all, I'm still going through the comments, etc. that people have got. I wanted to just say, you did ask me about the Five Eyes. The earliest uh, noted um, origins of the Five Eyes Alliance were the secret meetings between the British and US codebreakers at Bletchley Park in February 1941, so it was during World War II. And uh, then the secret pact which was signed between the UK, the US, Australia, New Zealand, etc. Um, we didn't know anything about that officially until 2010. And then the, from then, people are now saying that Japan is the sixth member of the Five Eyes as well. So we should watch out for Japan as well there. What an irony that that is who we bombed in 1945. <laughs> what an irony. I know, I know, isn't it? So, have, have, uh, have chipmunks moved in with you? <laughs> Maybe no, it's I, time. I, I don't know what it is, Linda, but uh, I was just posting something in the chat to say that the uh, my call went silent. Uh, you seem to drop out suddenly, but also my chat reset itself. I don't know why twice, and I've, I've not seen that happen before. And the chat says it's reconnecting. All right. So I'm not sure what's going well, on here. Well, you guys everywhere, let's try to continue to have rational, reasonable, true discussions here based on your own interactions that I'm going to do my best uh, to keep trying to separate the wheat from the chaff in a time where it seems like there's even more manipulation to hide the truth by calling it the truth. So it's so odd and that may we be able to declassify reality and get the whole planet on the same truth sooner than later. I love you guys. Hang in there and I'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to this Earth Files podcast from the edges of science, environment, and real X-Files. Go to www.earthfiles.com to see more than a thousand Earth Files reports with photographs, drawings, and documents. And visit Earth Files every day, every week, for new reports and new podcasts. That's www.earthfiles.com. 